This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Sports first round of the NFL draft coming up tonight. What will the Falcons do? And also some big news breaking around the Atlanta Braves organization. Nerney, we better get this thing started. Bucks big take. All right, the word on Peachtree Street is this: the Atlanta Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot, head coach Arthur Smith. And the personnel staff with the Atlanta Falcons reportedly covet three players tonight in the first round. Number one, receiver Drake London. Number two, Malik Willis. And number three, edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau. Folks, that's the word on the street. There's a chance the Falcons, well, this is all a smokescreen. And the Falcons brass covet someone else at number eight. I sure hope so. The Buck Baloo Show doesn't covet any of those three players I just mentioned. London, he's big, but he's slow. Willis is skilled, but he's unpolished. Thibodeau is one-dimensional. And with a top 10 pick, the Falcons should get a big-time, ready-to-plug-and-play difference maker, say like Derek Stingley or Evan Neal or maybe even Jermaine Johnson. The big reveal comes down tonight around 9.30. And I hope they don't take any of those three players that they reportedly covet. You know, it's been a lot of talk leading into this draft. It seems like we've been going on and on for months at a time since the season ended about what the Falcons do with that top 10 pick. Who are the players that will be available? We'll talk a little bit about who's available at 8 a little later in the show. Right now, we got some big news popping. Let's find out what's popping. Right, Buck, right out of the gates. Recently breaking. He's back. Ronald Acuna coming back. Officially, I had to, I had to check, Buck. I got on the I got on the on the internet. Who's reporting this? He's on there. The Braves from their site uh, right. reported this. I, I, I this don't know, is Twitter, right? Thirty minutes ago or so, recently breaking. Wow, well, I was and, cramming for the show. I missed it. Yeah, I was I was on my I was on the ride up here, Let's and see, uh, I, I had to Twitter. get got on the Braves.com, looked at the active roster. Top of the outfielders, Ronald Acuna's there. Yes! 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 That's right, Buck. So, do we see Ronald Acuna in the lineup tonight? What's the plan? Uh, again, it was uh, the plan all along was May 6th, which is Yeah, next, we've next been weekend. saying all along that he's ready to go and right now. What are we doing? For this, Buck, so, there you go. You got your wish. Alex Dicker- Dickerson uh, DFA'd, by the way. 
Say that again. Alex Dickerson was designated for assignment to make yeah, room and he for should have been. Yeah, Well, that's yeah. fine. I mean, he had a nice little hit last <laughs> night. But come on, the, man. Does he still have the only, no, not the only multi-hit or multi-home run, or excuse me. Well, let me just bomb. say this about Acuna. You don't activate Acuna if he's not going to be in the lineup. So if you got tickets to tonight's game, the series finale with the Cubs, then consider yourself lucky, fortunate. We gave away a couple of tickets yesterday here on the Buck Baloo Show. Go see the Braves and Cubs in the finale here tonight. And you know what you get? You get to see Ronald Acuna Jr. back in that Braves lineup. Yes! 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 Are we more likely to see Ronald Acuna probably in the designated hitter spot? Well, I mean, goodness, what do we see in AAA? He's running down he's, balls. He's, he's throwing playing. people out. He's, you know, looking like a gold club, uh, gold glove outfielder. Dude, I, I don't see any reason why you're going to limit him. I mean, let's plug and play. We certainly need the energy boost that I'm expecting him to give us at the top of the lineup. And we're going to break that down coming up in a few minutes as we chop it up. And maybe talk about the outfield Acuna's defense. Acuna's back. Well. This is huge he news is today. Back. Lord, it's a wonderful thing. It All is right. a wonderful thing. It's an exciting day in sports around here. Uh, obviously, Ronald Acuna back. It is the first round of the NFL dr- uh, draft tonight. But some other Falcons news. Hearing some rumors, Falcon or uh, Buck, are the Falcons going to trade Grady Jarrett? Uh, it sure sounds like it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another one of the... Words on the street today is Falcons will trade Big Grady Jarrett, their only defensive lineman worth, you know, good enough to be playing in the National Football League. And, you know, trade Grady Jarrett, you get picks in return, and then draft, what, a receiver or quarterback at eight? That sounds about right to me, and let me tell you why. (laughs) Because the Falcons have played football in the National Football League for 56 years. 56 years. And they've been losers 70% of the time. Losers 70% of the time. And these are some of the reasons why. If indeed they do trade Grady and then take a receiver or quarterback at eight, this would sum it all up for me. This is all you need to know. Why they're losers 70% of the time in a 56-year period. All right, I got that out. I feel better. (laughs) Let's give this new regime some time. This is not Thomas Dimitrov. This is not Rich McKay making these picks. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Oh, well, okay. This is disturbing news for, of course, Matt Matt Lear, and you mentioned for me, myself. Yeah, uh, there's some this, big news coming I out of the didn't NFL know Network. about this. This is devastating. Yeah. Buck, is Kate Adams hear? leaving the NFL Network? So you must have heard. I did not know. Kate My Adams. Goodness. Little Kate Adams leaving the NFL Network and reportedly is set to host Amazon's Thursday night pregame show for the NFL. She does a great job. Streaming, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, if they're going to pay her, I'm sure they will. The latest and greatest. So, yeah, you won't have Kate Adams to stare at every morning anymore on the NFL well, Network. Well, we had the to make a show. rule, Nernie and I did. I, we're not allowed to watch Good Morning Football on the monitor there in the control room because it's just too distracting. Yeah, you're staring at her all the time. All right, well, let's move on. Now, Bob. Lear's a married man. You're a free man. So. <laughs> I'm still looking. Seems there a little more normal for you. <laughs> all right. Um... Well, Buck, you've been, you've been talked about this. There's been a lot of uh, – normally we know the first first pick of the draft 
months and months ahead, but this one has been uh, a little less clear for the Jaguars. But uh, what are you feeling? Have they revealed their intentions at one? Uh, well, apparently so. Yesterday, they re-upped with their left offensive tackle, Cam Robinson. You know, the dude out of Alabama. Three-year, $54 million. A little surprising, though, with these three quality elite offensive tackles expected to go in the top ten in the draft tonight. They re-upped with Cam Robinson. Pro Football Focus gave him a grade, uh, middle-of-the-road grade, as far as offensive tackles go in the National Football League last year. So I think it... It shows their hand. Look for the Jags to now go edge rusher with that first pick. Another dog going number one overall, maybe, Buck? Could be. All right. Well, speaking of which, how many Georgia Bulldog players will go in the first round tonight? Uh, gosh, I'm guessing three. Three? That's uh, That seems like the low number. That seems like the minimum for me. Yeah, Trayvon Walker. Nakobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Devontae Wyatt falling out of that first round, it feels like. Uh, you know, every mock I see, he's in there. Mm -hmm. And you got Lewis Seen, who, you know, is looked at as a guy that could sneak in the back end of the first round. Excellent player at the free safety spot. Lowering the boom on these receivers. Yeah, I think both Wyatt and Seen could go. And I hope they go first round. I'm just going to say three. Well, it's going to be a good night. Which is a lot. Bulldogs. Yeah. Unfortunately, probably could have been four. Unfortunately, the uh, charges against Adam Anderson. How much is this costing him? Yeah, coming down over the last 48 hours, you know, my uh, math tells me that Adam Anderson lost 17 to $20 million. Probably uh, would have been a first-round pick, it feels like, right? Yeah, $10 million signing bonus. I would think he would go somewhere around 10 to 15. Well, but he's untouchable now. That's your. Uh, that's and what's popping. Yeah, that's what's popping, man. Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> Back in the lineup. Yes. And now the, the lineup yes. hadn't been released yet. <laughs> no, well, but I'm telling you, man, they're not activating Ronald Acuna Jr. to come up and sit on the bench. They're activating him for a couple of reasons. One, he's ready to go. Two, the Braves need his energy boost in the worst way possible. And I'll explain coming up in the next segment. We're going to chop it up as we get the second segment of the show underway. We've got Adam Rodal Gillespie in the house today, Derek Thomas, Sean Nurney, and we are rocking and rolling on this big sports day in Atlanta. Come on back. It's the Buck Baloo Show on Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7. 1-1 to Acuna. He sends one soaring. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Deep left field, way back to the wall and gone! Ronald Acuna takes the grand tour with a grand slam, and it's 4-1 Braves. with it here. 
Bud Ballou Show, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming, 680thefan.com. Click and watch. You might be on that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, visit Beaver Toyota of Coming. Dot com Smart speaker listenership brought to you by South Point Financial Services. And the 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Haug Barron Law Group. You need to win your personal injury case. Go to championshiplaw.com. Let's chop it up. Time to talk breeze. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Well, through, uh, what is it, 19 games uh, here to get the season started for the Atlanta Braves, early runs have been hard to come by and difficult to watch early in the game. So the Buck Show research staff, you know, there's an area here at the studios in, in Truist, uh, the Battery Atlanta, near Truist Park, that is just for the research staff here at 680 The Fan. And here's what they come up with. The first three innings through 19 games, the Braves are averaging 1.2 runs per first three innings of these games. The last 13 games, they've scored seven runs in the first three innings. Can you say half a run? Playing from behind. Catch-up mode. No take charge. No set the tone. No hit him in the mouth. I mean, you t- you take away two games out of the 19 games where they did have some early runs. They're averaging a half a run in the first three innings. And this was a team that was built to be in front. That's what they bolstered this bullpen for, to shorten these games, let this lineup get out front, and let the bullpen shut the door. And I had grown really leery of checking us out early in the game. I mean, a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of runners on. When we do get runners on, nobody getting a clutch hit. Seems like we're waiting and waiting and waiting and then trying to play catch-up late in the game like we did last night. My goodness. Uh, We're down the entire game. And then Dansby comes up with a big hit to tie it up there in the ninth inning, go to the 10th and lose it there. Lose six to three. So, uh, you know, here we go again, man. We just can't score early runs. 11 left on base again last night. Two for 13 with runners in scoring position. So frustrating watching. But I've got some good news for you. Ronald Acuna Jr. is back. I'm back. Activated. And, DT, go ahead. When you do those little sports update things, they're not activating him to ride the bench. All right, he's plug and play. We will see Ronald Acuna yeah. there tonight. He will be in the lineup. Now, they hadn't released the lineup, but I guarantee you 100% here on the Buck Baloo Show that Ronald Acuna Jr. will be hitting leadoff and playing right field tonight. Woo! And we're going to see it about 140 more times the rest of the year. I mean, everything we've seen during his rehab appearances down at AAA with uh, the Stripers. Now, even when they were playing the Jumbo Shrimp down in Jacksonville. <laughs> he, he was ready to go. I mean, he's better than he's ever been is what he said. We've seen him 
uh, in AAA. If you've seen the highlights, if you've been paying attention, he's uh, running full speed. He's stealing bases. He's throwing people out. He's, he's hitting lasers. He's running down balls in the outfield. No reason to take it easy on Ronald Acuna Jr. He's ready to go. We're all excited to see him at the top of this lineup, but I'm eager to see this Braves outfield defense improve. Well, uh, plug and play with Acuna. Rosario out of there. He's kicking the ball all over the place out there. Now we got Azuna playing out there back on the warning track, which is a smart move. Now we plug in one of the top 10 players in the world today in Ronald Acuna Jr. And there you go. That's us chopping it up. Want to invite you to join Cellini and Domino and Los and Dan tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Academy Sports and Outdoors in Conyers. Celebrate the grand opening of the new Academy Sports and Outdoors in Conyers the entire weekend. Saturday, you'll be able to take a picture with the Atlanta Braves trophy from 12 to 4 and then uh, meet and greet with Braves alumni from uh, 1.30 to 2.30. Sunday, they're going to be local food trucks from noon to 2. And you can meet and greet with pro angler Hunter Shyrock from 2 to 3.30. Now, Lowe's, uh, what is, he's got the 680 of the fan helicopter. Because isn't he uh, filling in for me tomorrow on the Buck Baloo show? I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah, so I'm right. not sure he's going to be able to get to Conyers that quick. He's Adam, got you got an update on that? Oh, he's a couple go. hours. Okay. Yeah, I got you. All right. Makes sense. That makes sense, man. Uh, I want to talk about the Falcons draft, all right? We've got the eighth pick in the first round. And this is a very uh, crazy draft in that there's so much uncertainty, as I talked about yesterday here on the show, we don't know who's going number one. Typically, it's a no-brainer. Everybody knows who's going number one. Then you got a really good idea of who goes uh, two, three, four, five. I mean, you could pretty much almost lay it down and get most of it right. Not this year. So much uncertainty. Have no idea who the Jags will take at one. And then you got the uh, the crazy lion sitting there at two. You got the Texans regarded as a real wild card up top in the first round. No telling what Casario that dude's going to do down in Houston. Uh, then you got the Jets and the Giants. Uh, the Giants with two picks. Uh, the Jets with a fourth pick. Giants with five and seven. And you got the Panthers at six. I, I got a pretty good idea what the Panthers won't do. So uh, you know just. Wondering, uh, trying to figure out, reading the tea leaves, who Fontenot and the Falcons brass will choose from, the players are going to choose from when their pick arrives at number eight. And I'm guessing that's going to happen somewhere around 930 tonight is when the Falcons uh, hit the clock, so to speak, or somewhere around 930. Yeah, it sounds about right, but I've got a feeling as much as you talked about we don't know what's going to happen in this draft and that is absolutely true Kayvon Thibodeau started off a year ago he was our he seemed like a consensus number one pick he was at least one of the yeah. favorites to be the number one overall pick he has fallen down these draft boards and I've, you know why I, there are a few reasons why tell me why well number one is there's some doubt about whether he really loves the game of football or is he in it for the money and we've dealt with an edge rusher around here that had similar questions you know the other question on Thibodeau is 
uh, and I said it right off the top of the show in the big take, one-dimensional. He's nothing but a raw pass rusher. Is he going to set the edge against the run game? Absolutely not. Does he fit what Dean Pease does defensively with the Atlanta Falcons? Absolutely not. So I think the Falcons will be faced, if it were, if I was the general manager, if we were doing the way I see it, Thibodeau's going to fall and Jermaine Johnson's going to be right there and they're going to have a decision to make. And I would hope for the guy that is better suited to set the edge on a, on a play of 4-3 end in the NFL. Well, let me just say this about the NFL teams that are drafting up top and Kayvon Thibodeau. There's some suckers out there. And there's some teams that are going to fall for the talent. And you see this guy rushing the passer, and you put a premium on that in the league. I mean, there's a chance you could see uh, Trayvon Walker, Hutchinson, and Thibodeau go one, two, three tonight in the draft. Why? Because you got to get the quarterback on the ground. You got to impact the passing game for the other team. How do you do that? You get somebody coming off the edge that can whip that offensive tackle and get to the quarterback. Does that mean one of these offensive tackles falls to the Falcons? Yeah, and I think, you know, as I try to, uh, you know, figure out who's available, and that is the big question, is who will be available for the Falcons at eight? And remember, you got Terry Fontenot, who's already gone public with the idea, first round, he's a best player available guy. That's That's his philosophy. And I'll tell you what, that's mine too. I've got the same philosophy. And I heard the uh, the locker room show this morning doing their mock draft, and they're talking way too much about needs, what the team needs are in the top ten of the draft. Needs rare, it just doesn't come into play as much as who's the best player on the board. And I don't care if you've, say you've got a, a defensive end that you like. If the best player on the board is Trayvon Walker, in your war room, you're going to take Trayvon Walker, and then you'll figure it out. Book, and then I mean, maybe you go needs, uh, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. You're going needs in that area of the draft, Nernie. Well, I was going to say this. You can look at it this way. We need everything. So, I mean, regardless of who we take, even if that is the best player available, which I'm on board with yeah, you. It's probably going to fit, it, right? It's going to be a need. So, it's you know, hopefully everybody's going to be happy with it. Yeah, and so, you know, the list of guys uh, just – you know, are researching what the Jags are, what the people close to the Jags are saying, what the uh, media surrounding, and I know it's unfortunate you would have to be around and covering a beat writer for the Detroit Lions, for crying. They're not even trying to win up in Detroit. They're just glad to have a team and make money, and, and that's good enough for them. Uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do. The Texans, the Jets, the Giants, the Panthers, the Giants, all in front of the Falcons here tonight. So you got to try to figure out what these teams are going to do. And I'm looking, uh, the Jags, uh, best I can tell, it sounds like they're going Trayvon Walker, number one. The Lions look like they'll go Aiden Hutchinson, number two, and try to ruin his career. Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Texans at three. That's my best guess. Three consecutive edge rushers off the board and picks one, two, and three. The Jets, uh, I've got here taking the top cornerback on their board, I believe, is Ahmad Gardner. You got the Giants taking an offensive tackle at five, taking the first offensive tackle off the board at five i think that works out well for the giants that's a position of need that is also best player available yeah andrew thomas uh, that he started to come on a year ago out of georgia and now they uh, want to book in that 
with another offensive tackle. There are three on the board that are expected to go in the top ten of that the draft. That would make sense for the Giants. Panthers at six. Baker Mayfield? They're not taking a quarterback at six. I'm convinced of it. And you know why? They don't have a second or a third round pick. I would expect them to go offensive tackle. Plenty of holes there in Carolina as well. Uh, the Giants at seven. You know, if they go offensive tackle at five, probably going defense at seven. If they stay there, you've got Kyle Hamilton, who is rated as one of the top players in the draft. That's not who I had on my mind. Uh, they could go uh, Jermaine Johnson, uh, edge rusher. Based on your scenario, I'm thinking the other side of the ball. Sounds like Evan Neal's still available in this scenario. Well, again, I've got the Giants taking a, a tackle at five. Oh, okay. So at seven, they'll do something else. So, you know, as I look at who's available and most likely to be available for the Falcons coming up with the eighth pick in the first round, you're going to have a choice. Uh, you're going to be down to one of those three top offensive tackles in the draft, all rated in the top ten. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. would be available. And I, I really believe in this guy and his talent and skill set. I'd love to add him to the roster here in Atlanta and team him with uh, A.J. Terrell. You got Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher out of Florida State and Georgia, who should be available with that eighth pick of the first round. He'd be a great addition. And I think he's a tremendous fit with what the Falcons do and Dean Pease does. He can rush the passer, and he can also set the edge in the run game. And then you got, you know, all these quarterbacks and all these wide receivers that you could choose from, too. I'm feeling encouraged with all those options available, Dave. Well, you know, the only thing that I'm not encouraged about is, goes back to what I was saying earlier, Falcons have been in business 56 years. And 70% of the time, they're having a losing season. So when is this going to change? When are they going to get it right did they get it right a year ago? They did with a first-round pick in Kyle Pitts. And we need him to get it right. Fontenot and the staff, they need to get it right tonight. And here are the decision-makers for the Falcons. You got. Let, let's start with Arthur Blank. I mean, he wants to be involved. Seems like he's always involved, especially when it comes to the first-round pick. Then you got Terry Fontenot, the general manager. Arthur Smith, the head coach. You got Ryan Pace who is Atlanta's senior personnel executive. Sounds important, right? Just don't let him take a quarterback. You got Shipley Hurd, director of player personnel. He's been with them 16 years. You got Anthony Robinson, director of college scouting. He's been with the Falcons like 15 years. You got Kyle Smith, VP of player personnel. His dad was the GM with the Chargers. So those are the decision makers for the Atlanta Falcons in this draft tonight. Please, please get it right. We're in a rebuild here. Let's start the rebuilding tonight. Okay? Okay, I think we can all agree on that. Let's get to the NFL Draft Top 5. The best in college football and the NFL. 5-5-4-4-3-3-2-1-1. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. All right, Buck, you've gone over so many of the options. Give us a couple of reasons why the Falcons need to pass on quarterback Malik Willis at number eight. Well, reason number one, they can't protect the quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan is one of the most 
one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league, one of the most experienced, one of the best at diagnosing the defense and getting rid of the football. And Matt Ryan has been sacked over 120 times over the last uh, three, four years. Over 40 times a year over the last three, four years. There's reason, number one, you don't take a rookie quarterback. you got to solidify the offensive line, dudes. Here's reason number two. You don't. You pass on taking Malik Willis at number eight because he's not one of the top players in the draft. Looking at Pro Football Focus and Daniel Jeremiah, I just picked those two entities out. They uh, do a lot of research and spend a lot of time determining and coming up with their list of draft prospects. So they rank the players. One through uh, 32, uh, you know, one through 30, something like that. So they're rating the players. Pro Football Focus has Willis rated as the 30th, number 30 among the draft prospects. Daniel Jeremiah has him ranked number 26, and you're going to take him at eight. Doesn't make any sense to me. Hard to justify that pick with so many other needs on the team. All right, Buck, who's the top, the one uh, top-rated player that maybe people aren't talking about that might sneak up into the top ten? Well, I believe that's Kyle Hamilton, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it, we heard a lot more about him, you know, a few months ago. The ta- the t- well, it's because of the position he plays, mm-hmm. DT, he's a safety. All right, and, and look, let me remind you, the Falcons took a safety with a second-round pick a year ago. Yes. So I would not pick Kyle Hamilton as the eighth pick of the first round for the Falcons. But I do believe you're going to see him go early in the draft. Uh, One of these teams are going to take him in the top ten. He is a guy that is highly thought of. Again, pro football focus. They've got him as the eighth rated player in the draft. And Jeremiah has him rated number five Mm. among all the draft prospects. So a top rated player. Uh, playing a position that typically you don't take. He's sort of a hybrid. He can, you know, on the back end, he can play the pass. He can come up in the box and, and help with the run game. Very versatile. An Atlanta area kid went to Maris. I think highly of him. Just not here for the Falcons. Yeah, I could say he's a guy, though, that could fit in just about anywhere. You're not. He's not going to not fit into your scheme. Uh, well, speaking of your Falcons, all these things considered, Buck, what is the best-case scenario for the Falcons at eight? that one of those three elite offensive tackles are still on the board. They're all rated among the top players in the draft. All three of them. So I know it's a need. Our right tackle position, gosh, I I think Nerney could go up there and try out and maybe make the team as a right tackle. McGarry has been, in a word, disappointing. So I got beefed up a little bit. I saw a picture of him yesterday. Yeah, like that's going to help. <laughs> I hope it does. I mean, my, I've seen many guys that look like Adonis mm-hmm. that when they put the pads on, got whipped at the line Play of scrimmage. Like Don't fall for it. So I think best case scenario for the Falcons, best player available on the board. It's one of these three elite offensive tackles, which just happens to be a big need for the team. That would work out just fine. And yes, correct value for the Falcons at eight. Why? Will the pass or will the Panthers not take a quarterback at number six? Yeah, and I think I already blew this because I mentioned <laughs> it is they don't have a second and third round pick. It's tough to justify that when you have that many other needs. Yeah, and you've already got Sam Darnold on the roster, so you're going to take 
you got one pick in the first three rounds, and you're going to take a dude that's going to be the backup quarterback? Yeah, that's a smoke screen. They're not going quarterback at six. There you go. Maybe trying to trade out of that pick. Could be something the yeah. Panthers are looking Look for to do. for some trades tonight. And that, would, and that would make sense to gather some of those second and third round picks. All right, Buck. We've heard some talk about possibly going to the Falcons, but regardless, who is your top-rated wide receiver in this draft? Well, it's not Drake London. No. You know, he was uh, he was scared of running the 40 at the Combine. Now, what's he trying to hide? What are you hiding, right? What's he hiding? He said, watch the watch the tape. Watch the film. Well, I need to know what you're running that 40 in. And that's important to me. I know some others say they scoff at it and say, well, you know, you know why are they running the 40? Well, because you need to know how fast the receiver is. He's hiding something. What is he running, a 4-7? And you're going to take him in the top 10. Now, I like wingspan. But my goodness, that seems like a little bit of a stretch to me. And as far as the receivers go, I like Garrett Wilson the best. I think he's the best all-around receiver. If uh, Jameson, Williams, Jameson Williams I, is injured. That was my question. All if right, he were not. Yeah, I'd probably go Jameson Williams. Okay. But I'll go Garrett Wilson in this case. Well, that's all I got for the top five. All right. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir, Ray. Man, the draft tonight. Looking forward to that, brother. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully the Falcons get it right at eight. But uh, I tell you, I've got all the good news I, I needed today, and that is Ronald Acuna Jr. back in that Braves lineup yes! tonight. <laughs> yes! Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 25, get in there! Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Howe Glogu, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We talked about this earlier in the week, and as I suspected, Kirby Smart, as I understand it, will be in Las Vegas for round one of the NFL draft tonight. Now, it's, it's not to hang out with uh, the, the Chuck and Chernoff show, as I understand it. Is he there to gamble? No, he, he's there because three to five Bulldogs are expected to be drafted in the first oh, round. Yeah. yeah, he's not there to gamble. Why, why would he be there? Somebody might be wondering. Well, because with Kirby Smart, recruiting is the number one deal, all right? And you get every single high school football player, for the most part, unless they have a beautiful girlfriend, probably going to be locked and loaded into that NFL draft tonight. And so every single five-star player dreaming of one day being a first-round draft pick and playing in the NFL will see Kirby Smart on the scene and also hugging on these guys that are going in the uh, first round of the draft. And so that is the only reason Kirby Smart will be in Las Vegas tonight. Now, the flight schedule, you know, I'm not really sure. And I've leaned on Road Dog for this. And he, he didn't want to divulge anything. So I'm just going to go with my educated guess. Kirby's going to fly in just in time to be there for the first pick tonight coming up 8 o'clock Eastern time. That's when he will arrive 
where they're having the draft. And not in the Kirby Chopper, though. No, he's going to yeah. have to take the, the jet take a this jet. time. Yeah, that makes sense. And then he will depart as soon as the first round comes to an end. And you're going to see, Kirby, when these Bulldogs get drafted in the first round tonight, when they go through that green room, Kirby's going to be there to hug on them. And every one of these five-star players, Georgia's recruiting, will be watching and seeing Kirby Smart get that exposure and see him loving on those Georgia players going in the first round. Nick Saban's been brilliant with this. I don't know why all these coaches wouldn't take advantage of it. All right, who's going to be there for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs? Well, also expected, as I understand it, Trey Scott, the defensive line coach, and co-defensive coordinator Glenn Schumann will be on the scene also. As far as the players go, I think Jordan Davis, Big 99, is going to be on the scene. you got Devontae Wyatt reportedly will be in Vegas for the draft tonight and N'Kobe Dean. Those three guys, you look at all these mock drafts, all three of these guys go in the first round. Trayvon Walker, where is he? I, gosh, I think he's in his hometown of Thomaston tonight. He's going to do it with his family and his friends, and I've got no problem with that. Lewis Seen and George Pickens also could go in the first round. But I don't believe they're in Vegas either. So good job, Kirby Smart. Everything predicated, and he said this the first day in that opening press conference when they introduced Kirby Smart to the media as the new head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. He said everything with the program will be, uh, will, will be focused on, number one, recruiting. Getting the best players that he can get into a Bulldog uniform in Athens. And this will help him to do so. The exposure at the NFL draft, all these five-star players will be paying attention. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable. We'll come back, another exciting segment. Stick around. It's the Buck Baloo Show here in Atlanta Sports Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7. 2-2. Swung on, hit high and deep to left. There you go. He was due. 1-0 Atlanta. High and deep to left center. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Acuna just launched his eight. lead story here on the Buck Baloo show today. Yes! We are excited about it. We've been calling for it on the show. Good to see Acuna back a week early from the plan that the Atlanta Braves staff had. Yeah, he was expected to be back on May the 6th, which is a, a week from tomorrow. But uh, he looked good down at AAA, man. Looked like he is ready to go. Went two for five with two strikeouts for AAA Gwinnett. 8-2 win over Norfolk uh, last night. It was the sixth game and the first home game of his minor league rehab assignment. And uh, great to see him all doing all the things that he needs to do at the major league level. 
uh, down at the minor league level uh, coming up a little early. And uh, just great to see, man, because the Braves, as I was documenting earlier in the show, they need some energy at the top of this lineup. Need some early game runs. Need to get this crowd energized instead of just uh, in a malaise over the first seven, eight innings of these games. So, look, uh, they're going to plug and play Acuna at the top of the lineup. He'll hit first. Uh, Matt Olson will be hitting second. You got to uh, Ozuna and Riley. And then I think you got Ozzy Albies is going to slide into the middle of the lineup. And he has shown us through his time here in Atlanta that, that he is so versatile. He could hit anywhere in this lineup and be successful. But he seems to be most comfortable in the middle of the lineup when you're talking about generating runs. Driving in runs. So Albies hitting there in the middle of the lineup is going to uh, give this lineup a big boost, too. It's going to make it longer. You're going to push back Duvall, who's been struggling. Darno, not not exactly swinging the bat a heck of a lot very well. Push those guys another uh, spot down in this lineup. It's going to help us defensively, too. I bet the pitching staff's going to be excited about the news. Not a lot of great defense in the outfield so far this season and when you got a Ozuna out and left who's limited as an outfielder defensively and you know Duvall is doing the best he can out in center field and and he plays a legitimate uh, center field but he's more or less a, a corner outfielder in my humble opinion and then you got Ronald Acuna uh, now you plug in out there that that outfield's going to look a lot better than uh, what his, it has looked like over the first 19 games of the season. So I tell you, I needed something to feel good about today, and this is it. Acuna's back, and the Braves need him back in the middle of that lineup. Buck, I'm looking at uh, Twitter here. Mark Bowman, uh, obviously covering the Braves, says that Acuna will play right field tonight and then going to take tomorrow off after traveling. He'll be back in right field for Saturday Saturday night's games against the uh, the Rangers. They also says that it's likely that they won't play him a lot for day games that are uh, you know right after a night game. So they're yeah. they're going to try to take it and ease him in a little bit. But it's good to see him up here regardless. So he's in the lineup tonight. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. tonight he'll be out there and playing right field, not DHing. He'll be out there right. in right field. Yeah, and when I hear rest, I'm thinking, okay, DH. I mean, you don't have to play the field. To me, that's a little bit of a rest, not just sit him out of the lineup completely. I think under uh, better circumstances, uh, defensively, you would be able to do that, but uh, we kind of yeah. need him out there. And what happens when Ronald comes into Snit's office and uh, does like Freddie used to do and say, you know what, I'm not taking the day off. Put me in the lineup. What are they going to say? Well, we're protecting you. And he's going to say, protect me from what? I'm 100%. We are struggling to score runs. And Snit says, okay, you're at the top of the lineup, kid. We're putting you back in there. Hey, we've got our podcast. Want to uh, remind you of that. If you don't get enough for the show from the shows here with our on-air talent, then you might want to check out a lot of these podcasts, give you something else to check out. The Podcast Park is brought to you by Associated Credit Union. It's got all the podcasts on there from Braves to Dogs to Falcons, even to Beer. We've got you covered. Like Buck's Beat, right now I've got the legend Chris Mortensen on Buck's Beat, and he is talking about 
these three to five Georgia Bulldog players that are expected to go in the first round of the draft tonight. So a little bit of a, a preview into the draft and where these Bulldogs are going to go in the first round. You can get it from Buckspeed. Also, I'm sort of breaking down the impressions I had coming out of G-Day as far as the offense and the defense goes and what Kirby has with this 2022 team. But a lot of other uh, podcasts, really awesome. Want to invite you to check those out. The Audio Bag, the 643 Podcast, Frozen Rope Report, Southern Beat with Dan Matthews. Got a ton of those to choose from. And you can get those, all of our podcasts, at thepodcastpark.com or at Apple, Spotify, wherever it is you're getting your podcast. Our draft coverage, by the way, brought to you by our good friends at Duffy Realty of Atlanta. Time for the final word. I am out tomorrow. <clears throat> and uh, Carlos Medina will be sitting in for me. So we'll look forward to that and see what Carlos has up his sleeve for the show tomorrow, uh, 10 to 11. I'm going to be in Starkville, Mississippi again, our daughter audrey has got her final day of high school today and this weekend she's in the finals of the mississippi state dance team competition and so we're going to be uh, leaving early for that tomorrow morning we'll be back on monday talk about this nfl draft and talk about all the damage that ronald acuna jr is doing back in the lineup for the braves i'm back for Road Dog Gillespie, Derek Thomas, and Sean Nerney. It's Buck Baloo here saying thanks for listening to the show and hope you have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.